0: Coming up on today's show, it looks like some PlayStation stores might be getting shut down. We have more info on the upcoming Switch Pro model. Can you see my air quotes there? Resident Evil has a new showcase coming. And I've been playing It Takes Two. everybody, And welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games Podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm one of your hosts, Brittany Braunbacher, alongside the stunning Christine Steimer. Oh, hello. Thank you. That's I love so kind of you. This backdrop, which is your house, your <laughs> apartment, because <laughs> it looks like you have this angelic light behind you just framing your face. It's all a
1: ploy to get oh. you to think that I am innocent. When I am not. No, uh, I legit just don't have lighting um, in this corner. And I did the one time I did the show here, but I gave that light back to Andrea. Um. And I never took it back. So I will now be lit on youtube.com slash what's good games by my computer screen and nothing more. (laughs) Uh, I was gonna say it compliments the all black look you got going on with like the beautiful. Yeah, like, you can't peach see my hair. Lip. It looks like my hair is just in my shirt, which is not how it is. My shirt is gray, black. But, but that's you know. fine. Oh, it is. Yeah, the shirt. Oh well. Well, maybe I
0: need to adjust my monitor. <laughs> no, it's
1: literally just because the lighting is so shit. It all just looks like one color. There's just like white
0: and black are the two colors in your uh, camera this week. Oh, that's fine. At least you're no longer a pumpkin. Well, you never wear a pumpkin. A pumpkin head, rather.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pumpkin head. Um,
0: Andrea is still resting and recovering. She is making great strides, and she's a badass. So we are back just to make sure she has another week to recover. And if she needs another week, she's going to get another week. Because, listen, surgery is never fun. And, you know, that's what we're here for. So all the well wishes to her. But she's kicking ass, again, like the badass that she is. So in the meantime, Simon and I are here with another Steinbacher episode. So, let's get this thing kicked off by giving a shout-out to March's Patreon producers, Chewy's Godson, Alex Ragopoulos, Ferris Ate, Justin Foshi, Marcus Ian Brown, the Nanobiologist, Muhammad Mohammed, and Punctified. And welcome, Jeff Ramos, to our Patreon community. And to forget, not only can you be part of the show by submitting questions at patreon.com what'sgoodgames, but you can also get the show ad-free in our Epic Membership tier. Thank you, new podcast reviewers, A Random Gamers Corner, and Minnie's 988 who says, They are not
1: kid-friendly, but they are pretty funny and good. Thank you. Somebody who's not going to put us on the top 10 <laughs> podcast for your children list. Every because time. should not be listening to this show. Every time. And,
0: like, I think you've nailed it, Samer, when you said it's because we're all women. It's like, top shows that you should listen to with your teenage daughter or with, your, like, your children. It's like, oh, no. I mean, I mean like no. I don't
1: think we're as bad as some of the all boy podcasts. we're not, um, we're not. in That's terms fair. of swears or topics, but we definitely do venture into mature territory at times.
0: <laughs> we uh we're having a very interesting conversation before we went live <laughs> with this episode. And all I'll say is it might not ever see the light of day, but clicker dicks. Just gonna leave it at that. All right. So we're going to kick off this week's news segment, but before we do that, I want to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by Logitech and HelloFresh, but we will tell you more about them later. So, Simon, we have some rumors, some rumors that we're going to, we're going to chat about a little bit. And typically, you know, we don't give too much of a spotlight to rumors because they are just that, but you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I feel like these two sound pretty darn convincing. Um... To some respects, and because we are recording early, we are recording this show on Tuesday instead of our usual Wednesday, or the last couple weeks have been a Thursday, there's a chance that these might get confirmed, so we don't have to spend too much time on them, but we'll see. We'll see. The first one, my lovely, dazzling Simer, is a report from The Gamer that says PS3, Vita, and PSP stores to be permanently closed in a few months. So... The PS3, PS Vita, and PlayStation Portable stores aren't long for this world. According to a source familiar with the situation verified by The Gamer, the stores are due to be closed down starting in July. The announcement is planned for the end of this month, which is March. PSP and PS3 stores are to be closed on July 2nd, while the PS Vita store will stay open until August 27th. And after those dates, you will no longer be able to purchase digital copies of games or DLC for any of the Sony consoles mentioned above. If you own any of the three consoles and you've always wanted to download a specific game, now is the time. No doubt the price of physical games will jump up once the stores
1: cease to exist. So, funny story, when I first read this headline i thought it meant physical stores and i was like <laughs> scratching my head you did. wondering what physical store could be there be that only sells ps3 vita and psps <laughs> seems like an odd business model that would not work <laughs> out well for you it um, be and i was successful. like no shit they're closing <laughs> 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 these are all old hardware <laughs> um uh. but yeah then you were like no no honey the, the virtual stores on the consoles. And I was like, oh, this makes um, more sense. I would be, yeah. I'm honestly more surprised about the PS3 um, than the Vita or the PSP. I could see the Vita and the PSP definitely kind of getting the, <laughs> the axe. Shopping block. But yeah. uh, the PS3 is still a very uh, common console to have. So it would be odd to. Like bye 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 and sink that bitch. You gotta you gotta you gotta upgrade to
0: one of the other ones. They want you to upgrade. Yeah, so the PS3 I was looking into the numbers sold 87 million units. That's not a small number to, you know, that's not. That's a lot of PS3s. Yeah. Remember how fat those original ones were? My God. Oh, yeah. Those were heavy those I mean, heavy the boys. PlayStation
1: 5 gets a, gives it a run for its money, I would say. Yeah,
0: that's very true, actually. I forgot. I think I keep forgetting because it kind of looks more sleek rather than just like a big brick. It just has
1: more design elements to more it. Curvature, so, yeah. If, yeah. You like. if you will. Mm, delicious. Mm.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, this is kind of fascinating because this is the first time that I think we're dealing with. A digital library, essentially, if this is to be true, if this is true, vanishing, right? Because PS3 was the first time that we had that real digital storefront. And now, I mean, obviously, Sony's losing money on it, because if they weren't, they would not be closing it. So it's kind of interesting. It's kind of sad to see a whole digital library, potentially, just kind of poof and vanish into thin air. Because last I checked, there were some PS1 games on the PS3 that you couldn't get on PS4 or PS5. Um, in fact, I just busted out my PS3 not that long ago to play Yakuza Dead Souls.
1: This sounds yeah. correct.
0: <sighs> yeah. You would
1: absolutely, I mean, this is the most used story I've ever heard. <laughs> I went to my treasure hoard of consoles and pulled I out did. a really old one just so I could play a game from a million years ago.
0: <laughs> I did, I did, and I loved it. It was so good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and obviously, like, I think we are we're not going to see this happened so much more in the future because obviously with you look at your library from ps4 to ps5 or xbox one to xbox series x or s i think the technology is advancing enough in a way that we won't be losing the storefronts like we did with the ps3 hopefully in the future Hopefully this is like the real only time we'll have to deal with this until like the PS6 comes out, and then and then maybe like PS4 or PS5 games will kind of make, become obsolete in some way, shape, or form. But again, hopefully the technology will support the transferring of titles to those next gen consoles.
1: True. And again, but. this is also a rumor, so at this point they are not announced to actually be closing. So
0: yeah, it does kind of make you wonder though um, how this is all going to go down when Sony announces this. How are they going to phrase it? Are you going to be able to re-download games that you've bought before? Um, you know, it's it's just the future of the world which is all digital. In fact, I was looking at some stats in via gamesindustry.biz two-thirds of the games sold in the UK last year were digital. Not totally surprising considering COVID-19 and everyone was like, we're yeah. staying home. Mm-hmm. But it kind of does make you worry a little bit because what does that mean for games that you have bought? Anyway, like, we'll figure it out as we go. But
1: I'd imagine, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I would imagine you could still download stuff you've purchased, but you can't buy anything new like the store just goes away but whatever you've purchased remains in your um library
0: yeah it just kind of sucks but at the same time there's two different ways to look at it right the one is like it sucks because you know game preservation is important and you're gonna lose a lot of well i don't know if a lot's the right word but there are games that are available only on digitally digitally on ps3 that you can't get physical copies of what happens when those go away? I mean, I guess you're going to be stuck to I watching old Plays. I mean, you better
1: start. Uh, those are called investments, Brittany. Oh. And you oh, got to go right. grab the physical <laughs> copies of them for cheap right now and wait for that price to go up. This is a pro tip for me. Please don't follow this. This is not an investment podcast. <laughs> it's
0: time surefire way to be a millionaire by the time you're like 55.
1: Buy a bunch Just of buy PSP all and these. Vita games. <laughs> Hoard them in your <laughs> treasure trove and then sell them for billions. Exactly. It's it's a fail safe or fail wait fail-proof. Fail-proof. <laughs> fail
0: proof fail proof I was you know it's really funny you bring this up because I was just looking into fail safe versus fail proof the other day and I'm oh, glad really? I did because yeah like this was literally yesterday I, yeah when I was looking through my um okay I'm, I'm not going to go down this huge tri- tributary anyway so. fail fail safe is like a machine operated thing you know it's a machine fail safe something won't kill you. Fail proof is like, ooh, I'm so smart. I've come up with this idea that could never go wrong, like my idea of having a cat shelter with 15 cats and making a living when I was 10 years old.
1: I mean, you invented cat cafes. I'm just going to say
0: it. I did. Thanks, Simon. I, I Again, you know, we, sh- we, we should be an investment podcast. I feel like we have all the <laughs> right ideas. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, this next story, do you want to read it?
1: Sure. Uh, so. Microsoft reportedly interested in a $10 billion Discord buyout bid. This is via Eurogamer. So much money. So much money. Like an... Unimaginable amount of money. Uh, Microsoft is one of several companies in talks to acquire Discord, a pair of new reports have claimed. Both VentureBeat and Bloomberg reported overnight on buyout discussions with Discord, or within Discord, rather, with any sale expected to be worth $10 billion. One unnamed company is said to be in final negotiations over a deal VentureBeat claimed, although no deal has yet been signed, again, as of Tuesday. Um, Alternatively, Discord may ultimately decide to go public, uh, Bloomberg's report suggests. Its sources claimed that there was no deal that was, quote, imminent. Discord Mm. continues to grow in popularity, but is yet to turn an annual profit. The desktop app and web-based chat platform is enormously popular among video game fans, but is free to use with limited extra features available to those who purchase its $10 a month Nitro subscription. Uh, Microsoft's interest in Discord comes as little surprise as it is reminiscent of the company's $8.5 billion purchase of Skype back in 2011. I would say Discord infinitely better than Skype, but uh, ten billion dollars is still holy shit. So much money to me. I don't know. This is why we're not an investment podcast because I couldn't even tell you whether or not that's a good deal.
0: <laughs> that's so much fun. I mean. To me, if they're not even growing a, uh, or throwing a pro- a an annual profit, yeah. I was yeah. like, growing, throwing, <laughs> yeah, turning an annual profit. um, Yeah, I mean, fuck $10 billion. If this is true, like, that's so much fucking money and good for Discord. But it's interesting to think, are they going to go public or are they going to consider
1: this deal? I don't know. I feel like if they, if they have yet to turn any profits, they have a better... They should go for the deal, like going public and never turning a profit for your shareholders is not going to go over super well. I feel again, I'm not I'm not an investor. I'm not super smart with these money things. But to me, (laughs) not making a profit equals angry shareholders. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so,
0: <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I guess I was surprised to learn that they weren't turning an annual profit. But now that I think about it, yeah, how do they monetize? And I guess it's this Nitro subscription. It's just Nitro, which and Nitro. I to me is too not even know they
1: Oh, I knew that it existed, but I was mm. like, I'm not paying $10 a month for this. It has nothing that I would really need or want. Um, I Discord free is honestly too good. <laughs> so, like, they they do need to be a little bit more inventive on monetization if they wanted to sustain in that way. Or if Microsoft is literally just kind of looking to buy for the tech, um, Mm -hmm. that's something else that they can do. Uh, So, I mean, you never know. Yeah,
0: I never used Discord before the pandemic hit. I just, we use Skype and we (laughs) use, for the podcast, we use Skype for a while. And then we use Facebook Messenger and then we use Google Hangouts. Like we've tried a little bit of everything, but from what I've heard from other people who podcast is Discord is just the way to go. And not only that, it's great for community. You have all those little chat rooms. And so it's been a fun little learning venture for me. I guess where I'm wondering is Microsoft, like you're saying, they would be interested in the tech and then assuming integrate it, speaking from like an Xbox perspective, into their Xbox console and their Xbox chat. Is that
1: how you envision this would work? Yeah, you could do that. Um, There's also Microsoft in general doesn't just do gaming, right? Um, Right. So if they could integrate the tech into more other area honestly like if it overtook skype <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, there's, you know there's different ways i don't know if it would you know kirby into the others and just absorb them all or what oh i like that yeah um I, I imagine that they have a plan for it but i, I couldn't accurately tell you what it is but I the, somebody mentioned this like i don't remember where I, I saw it but they were like ooh, it'd be awesome if then your xbox ultimate basically gave you nitro Yeah, Uh, I was like, yes, that would be cool. (laughs) I would. That makes
0: sense. That makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, keep beefing up that Game Pass Ultimate subscription service and just keep keep going. And And it is interesting looking at these two stories, the one about the PlayStation stores and this one. It just really goes to show you how different Microsoft and Sony are kind of going down these different paths. You know, in the sense that you're looking at Microsoft maybe buying this Discord, this little, this little program called Discord, uh, which, you know, like, and integrating it and maybe turning it into part of their Game Pass Ultimate. And then, like, there's another bomb offering and how Microsoft is so much more gung-ho on backwards compatibility and preserving the older games. And Sony's like, eh, we don't really need it. Like, let's just toss it to the side. It's just, uh, it's interesting, but, I mean... We've seen this path, like, for me before our very eyes since the last generation of consoles, but I digress. Anyway, like, good for Discord. Either way, it sounds like you're not a shit creek without a paddle anymore. <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot of Benjamins in your near future, and for that, I congratulate you. Tip of the hat. Yeah. Good for you, friends. All right, now on to, well, I was going to say actual news, but this is yet again part of another rumor, but again, where there's smoke, there's fire. And summer, I think there's enough fire here. to to have some tasty s'mores tell me about the fire i'll tell you all about the fire i'd rather talk about s'mores because those are so s'mores are delicious okay wait a question now how do you like your marshmallow on your s'more
1: i want it mostly burnt like not burnt burnt but like Mm -hmm. I, i need the texture of the marshmallow to change so i need the outside to be crisp and the inside to be like liquid
0: Okay, so do you want it to look like it's a meteorite crashing into earth before you cool it off? I want so it to, like, to like slide off.
1: I want it to like slide off the skewer.
0: Like slough off in a gooey ooey mess. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, mm. because the, that by that point the skin, if you will, is I like will. nice and crispy. Yeah,
0: and then it melts the chocolate. And then it melts then the chocolate. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry going through puberty. All right, let's get on to this next story. All right, yeah, so We have another Nintendo Switch Pro, new Super Nintendo Switch, whatever the fuck you want to call this rumored console, a story about it via Bloomberg called Nintendo to use new NVIDIA graphics chip in 2021 Switch upgrade. So Nintendo plans to adopt an upgraded NVIDIA Corp chip with better graphics and processing for a new Switch model planned for the... for the year-end shopping season, according to people familiar with the matter.
1: I love it. The I love sp- that statement. I love I love the <laughs> phrase, people familiar with the matter. And especially when it's like, said the people.
0: I love yeah. it. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> the new Switch iteration will support NVIDIA's Deep Learning Super Sampling, or DLSS, a novel rendering technology that uses artificial intelligence to deliver higher fidelity graphics more efficiently. That will allow the console which is also set for an oled display upgrade to pr- reproduce game visuals at 4k quality when plugged into a tv said the people <laughs> who asked not to be identified because the plan is not public i
1: don't want the to US get Com- fired
0: they said pretty pretty much we are the people we will remain the anonymous people the us company's new chipset will also bring a better cpu and increased memory DLSS support will require the new code to be added to games, so it'll primarily be used to improve graphics on upcoming titles, said the people, (laughs) including multiple game developers. NVIDIA and Nintendo representatives declined to comment. Surprise, surprise. Analysts expect the new Switch to be offered at a higher price than the current model's $299, a level unchanged since the Switch's initial release in 2017. Bloomberg Intelligence's Matthew Canterman. Foresees an season increase as of much as $100. Quote 349.99 will increase the value proposition of the device, but I still think Nintendo can drive demand at 399.99. He said. Well, well, how do you feel about this Nintendo news? Does it does it flip your skirt? Does it sharpen your pencil? Do you no, care?
1: No, because for me, I think the Switch does what it needs to well enough um i can see if you were like i have a switch and this is my one console being a little bit more into having 4k on your tv or whatever but like i never plug my switch into a tv so it doesn't really matter um i had the original vita with an oled and it was really nice is it a hundred dollars extra nice is it a whole buy a whole new console
0: nice for me no yeah, that's but. an interesting perspective, because for me, it would 100% hands down be a no-brainer. I would buy the shit out of this. Um, I have been playing my Switch a little bit more lately with Bravely Default and Story of Seasons, and I think that I'm starting to see the Switch really show its age a little bit. Mm. The textures on a TV just aren't smooth. They're very jaggy, like games that should run smoothly, and I know this isn't always the console's fault, but it doesn't and i'm just ready for something new not to mention my left Joy-Con is like kind of wobbly and it's all scratched up for more <laughs> and what i missed inserting the switch into the dock correctly Oh my bad like i get it anyway hands down like i'm ready for i'm definitely ready for a new switch um it's been interesting though to follow this story for god i feel like what now been years at this but point it's been a bit it's been a while because just not that long ago, Nintendo President Shuntaro Furukawa said that it will not be announcing a new version, quote, anytime soon. Now, what does that mean? Wait, when did
1: they say that? When did you say
0: that? I think that was just a few months ago.
1: Oh. I don't even think it was. It was February I mean, 1st. It was last
0: month. Oh, my god. <laughs> so, I mean, here's the thing. Like, maybe they're not going to be announcing this anytime soon.
1: Anytime soon. End of the year. Right. And that's, then that's not it. anytime soon.
0: And we didn't talk about this last week, but I thought this was also an interesting report from Bloomberg that Nintendo is expecting to ship 250 million units of software in the next fiscal year, which runs April 2021 to March 2022. And these are Bloomberg's words, and they're expecting these sales due to a series of marquee game releases, stronger blockbuster software lineup, and new hardware. So 250 million units of software, that's a huge number, for comparison, in this current fiscal year, which includes games like Animal Crossing and whatnot, Nintendo's expected to see 205 million units shipped. Other than that, <clears throat> their next biggest year was from 2008 with the Wii U, where they shipped 204.6 million units. So they're saying, like, we're going to have 250 million units. So it makes you wonder, like, bold. what are you guys plotting? Bold, you know, like, what's bold, up your bold. sleeve? gold, gold. <laughs> no i said bold but also oh gold. i thought you said gold i was like no gold? They i just McDuckian? mean like that's a bold <clears throat> fucking
1: <clears throat> prediction. It is. if you're saying the top that they've ever done is 205. yeah so that's what they're saying
0: it's pretty big so what we know i have a little list here of like what we know is coming in the near-ish future so we have new pokemon snap mario oh. golf skyward sword hd monster hunter rise breath of the wild 2 pokemon brilliant diamond shiny pearl and also then you have Pokemon Legends Arceus then maybe some Bayonetta, some Metroid some Splatoon, we don't know when those are coming and again Bayonetta. Like, <laughs> I know, isn't it so sad it's like
1: Bayonetta, where are you baby oh, girl Bayonetta, what happened, did you get lost in your hair what happened <laughs> I just had this image
0: of like this like rat king of black hair and poor Bayonetta is just like strangled and like, <laughs>
1: she's king. like help
0: I need a hairdresser <laughs> So, again, like, the fiscal year, they're talking April 2021, which is, like, in a week, through March 2022. So there's clearly some... I mean, imagine there's going to be another Mario game in there somewhere. I mean, something like... Probably a good guess. Yeah, so, I mean, they have... They're, they're, they're plotting some
1: shit, Simer. And, uh, I no, mean, I'd like to know what it is. The one thing that would get me, and this is the dumbest reason, the dumb... That's okay. But the new Switch, if they had a cute colorway or a cute... Branded one, because the Animal Crossing Switch is the one that I have now. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I would care to replace the other Switch, because the other Switch I had was just fine. It was doing the same thing. But you know what? I saw that green, and I saw that blue, and I said, I must have it. So if there's some really cute colors, I may be inclined to buy a new Switch. Okay, there you go. She doesn't
0: even care about the games, ladies and gentlemen. She just wants... I like aesthetics. <laughs> so you just, what's your like design, your perfect dream design of a switch?
1: Oh, I don't know. See, the thing is that I, I didn't know I wanted that Animal Crossing switch until I saw it. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you don't so know like, what you want know just it yet, but you'll know. I know see it. hmm you'll, like you'll soothing
1: know color palettes. I feel like the Animal Crossing one's very soothing. Like the pastel kind of colors? Mm, yeah,
0: like pastel-y. Mm, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. That's why I don't like... Getting the bright on Joy-Cons. I know some people love that, but for me, it's too much of a distraction. I love I the look of my them. Brain.
1: But mm. I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want them on my actual Switch. I just love the way they look and like photos and photoshoots
0: oh, oh, You Anyways. can get a Switch purely for Instagram purposes, timer. It'll be great. Precisely. If I used Instagram more, <laughs> then that would maybe be a good purchase, but I do not. Yeah, I don't either. I actually deleted it off my phone and it's been great. Ooh, nice. Anyway, would you like to
1: take this next one? Sure. Speaking of Nintendo, uh, Nintendo and Niantic announced a new partnership starting with Pikmin AR Game. This comes to us from IGN, my old place of work. One of the many of my old places of work. (laughs) Um, Niantic, the developers of Pokemon Go, are teaming up again with Nintendo on more AR-based games, or rather, more AR games based on Nintendo franchises, starting with Pikmin. Niantic's blog post announced a new partnership between the AR developer and Nintendo, where the two companies will jointly develop mobile titles using Niantic's AR technology and Nintendo's characters. The Pikmin game, then, sounds like the first of these joint partnership games, and Niantic says it will be released later this year. Quote, the app will include gameplay activities to encourage walking and make walking more delightful, (laughs) Niantic says in his blog post. This will be the first title created by our Tokyo studio since it was established in April 2018. Niantic says it will share more news about its apps in the future, though who knows which Nintendo franchise will get the AR treatment next. Uh, And if you want to, like, give these people your information, apparently you can (laughs) sign up for updates at NianticLabs.com. Slash Uh, new app sign up. New app (laughs) sign up. You'll You'll get the scoops faster than anybody else. I love how they're like, walking sucks. Walking is one of the worst and most boring activities you could possibly do. You clearly need... Something else while you're walking. You need motivation. I thought that
0: was like pretty fucking wholesome. Yeah. Makes activities to encourage walking and making walking more delightful. I love it. Actually, yeah, because when Pokemon Go came out, I got out a lot. I was walking so much. I lost like 10 pounds that summer just from all of the walking I was doing outside. And it was really fun. It was a really cool cultural moment. But I mean, cool. This is Pikmin's never really been my thing. I've never actually played a Pikmin game before. So, I can't, like, super relate, but all I know is I looked at how much money Pokemon Go has made since they launched, and they have made $4.2 billion in revenue. That's a lot of cheddar. You know, Simon. I don't know. I I feel like, you know, to to, to toot our own horn here a little bit, being one of the top video game podcasts and being in an industry that just makes so much fucking money, I feel like you and I should be, you know, rolling in some mansions or some shit. You know what I mean? You want a Scrooge McDucket? Yeah, I want a Scrooge McDucket. Like, I I wish that's how it works. But that's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. You can cover a multi-billion, hundred-billion-dollar industry. And And make peanuts. Yeah. But that's okay. We do it because we love it. We have so much more news to talk about. But before we do that, let me tell you that this week's episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by Logitech. So, like I've said last week and the week before... And I'll say it again and again, we love Logitech products here at What's Good Games. Now, I've been giving my Logitech G733 Lightspeed Wireless Gaming Headset a lot of love lately because, as I've mentioned again, I'm on a Nintendo Switch kick. I played most of my 80 hours of Story of Seasons Pioneers of Olive Town with this headset, so I think that speaks to how comfortable this thing really is. This headset speaks... Features 2.4 GHz of wireless connectivity, front facing dual zone light sync RGB, blue voice mic technology, Pro G audio drivers, and multiple color ways to choose from. You also have total freedom with up to a 20 meters wireless range with light speed wireless. Keep playing with 29 hours of battery life, and play wirelessly with PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 with stereo sound. You can personalize your headset lighting with front-facing, dual-zone light-sync RGB lighting. The reversible suspension headband is designed for ultimate comfort during long play sessions, like my 80 hours in Story of Seasons. Each G733 colorway has its own unique headband design as well. And also, incredibly important, the headset is incredibly comfy. The G733 has soft dual-layer memory foam that conforms to your head and contours. I did it again, I said contours. It is contours. I know, but I started saying like contours and then I, I got it right. <laughs> Every week, it's the contour journey, friends. Thanks for sticking with me. Contours around the jaw for a better seal, reduce stress points and delivers long, longer lasting comfort. And it's available in multiple colorways, each with its own vibrant reversible headband and corresponding ear pads. So for a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners express shipping at logitechg.com use code what's good games free ship 326 for express shipping today. That's express shipping for all Logitech G products with promo code what's good games free ship 326. Hurry now since the promo ends in 3 days. All right, baby girl. Yeah. We got some more news to talk about. We you sure do. Indulge me do you want to do you
1: want me to read this so that you can grunt? Yeah. Okay, great. so I want... Thanks, everybody at home listening or watching. Guess what it's about? You have five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Okay, Resident Evil's <laughs> 25th anniversary kicks off with a fresh look at Resident Evil Village mm. and much more. When I was a kid, we always used to call Value Village, Value, Value Village. Um, ah. Because it uh, yes. It's official. Resident Evil is 25 years old. What a baby. Uh, that's old enough to rent a car without an additional fee. That's true. Uh, but more importantly, it's a huge landmark for our beloved survival horror franchise. Today is just the start of the celebration, too. We have lots to look forward to over the next few weeks, and here's just a slice of what to expect. First up, we have a major announcement to kick things off. A new Resident Evil showcase will be dropping this April. I already was like, when is April? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not that far. <laughs> it's
0: like a week away. It's like a week.
1: Uh, we don't want to spoil any surprises, so we'll leave it to all of you to speculate <laughs> on what this upcoming presentation might contain. Uh, I feel like they should probably say a little bit more than that, but that's okay. We'll get that mm, yeah, that's a, a, that's a bold
0: ass, uh, you know, that <laughs> like you know you what want, you, when-
1: you don't want the rumor mill to go off on its own. In fact, that is a bad thing because um, <laughs> expectation is very important. Yep. Not the only thing, though. So, Resident Evil Reverse is getting an open beta as well. If you missed the closed beta or simply want to know what the game's all about, this is new open beta will be coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam from April 7th to April 11th. If you still have the beta download from the closed beta test, all you gotta do is download an automatic update when it goes live, and you are all set. If you're just jumping in, you gotta preload that bitch starting April 5th. <laughs> they didn't say that. That wasn't in their official blog. I said that. Um... <laughs> We're also happy to confirm that Resident Evil Village will be launching on Stadia day and date with other platforms on May 7th, 2021. I mean, it's almost my birthday, but not quite my birthday, which I don't care about this game. So, but happy birthday to me. I got a big old vampire lady to talk to. Um, mm. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard Gold Edition is also coming to Stadia and will be available for free with Stadia Pro beginning on April 1st or as a standalone purchase. And there's like, more information about that. If you really care, you can go to the Capcom blog and I'm sure that they will tell you all about it. So Brittany they will. Oh.
0: How twisted are your panties? <laughs> oh, they're so twisted, girl. But they're not twisted enough to where it's painful. It's like That's twisted good. enough where it's A like, nice okay, comfort I can, twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can feel that they're twisted and it's so like I'm on high alert and I'm aware of my surroundings, but I'm not like super What'd you learn? What'd you learn <laughs> Witch healer, pull that bitch. Um, yeah, so obviously I had the honor of hosting the last showcase. It's exciting that there's another one coming. And yeah, it's funny that you, you brought that up because that was my thought too. Like, er, Especially now with all the expectations that we've seen not being set properly and then not being met, you know, in yeah. terms of fan reaction and whatnot. Um, it's fun that they're saying, hey, go speculate. I think that leaves the door open for a lot of... Um, A lot of hype also a lot potential disappointment
1: who could say yeah that's my worry is well you obviously don't need to give us an outline of everything you're gonna cover i think giving one or two nuggets to give a direction for people would be helpful because again i just think even sometimes when expectations are set properly you know the good old internet really just likes to spin shit out of absolutely nothing and while they're making those webs you as a comms <laughs> team are just like well well they aren't getting that and they aren't getting that and they aren't getting like <laughs> people just make right? things up um so it's a i feel like it's a little bit dangerous to be like go ahead and speculate
0: yeah, it's, it's hard because you want to get so hyped about it because if you think about what's been rumored, and by rumored I mean what's more fans have been wanting, something with Resident Evil 4. They've been wanting some sort of old-school compilation of titles to re-release on one of the consoles. There's so much that people could ask for because this IP goes back 25 years. You know, There's so much there, but we will just have to wait and see. I did think this was interesting that regarding the Stadia version. So to, this comes from The Verge. So to encourage folks to buy the Stadia version, Google will throw in a free Stadia Premiere kit to anyone who pre-orders Resident Evil Village before May 21st. That's my birthday. The promotion is available for both the standard and deluxe editions of Resident Evil, which cost sixteen seventy dollars 70 Normally priced at $100, Google Stadia Premiere Edition features a white Stadia controller, a Chromecast Ultra, and for new, years, new users, a one-month trial subscription to Stadia's Pro Tier service. So they're like, yo, pre order this game. We're going to give you a $100 way to play it.
1: That pretty much is just like, for the love of God, please buy this thing. (laughs) Please. You were already going to buy the game anyway. Don't you want? I mean, part of me was like, "Mm, the Chromecast Ultra.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could get it for six bucks. Yeah, I'm like, I
1: could just get a Chromecast
0: Ultra (laughs) and stuff. Snyder, don't you want to get Resident Evil Village and get stepped on by the big vampire lady?
1: Um, I'm going to just wait for the internet to show me the bits that are safe for me to watch. The bits. Like the literal. (laughs) Oh God. Or the literal bits. Sure. I didn't mean it that way, but
0: it works. (laughs) works. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Anyway, exciting shit. Let's all stay tuned. I'm sure it will be a fun time indeed. Speaking of a fun time. Yeah. uh, A fun and anxious time and a butt clenching time. So The Last of Us HBO show season one adapts the first game, but will, quote, deviate greatly in some episodes. So The Last of Us on HBO will directly lift dialogue from the original game, says executive producer Neil Druckmann. This comes from IGN, by the way. But we'll see some episodes, quote, deviate greatly from the events we've played previously. Speaking to IGN during South by Southwest 2021, The Last of Us game director and show executive producer Neil Druckmann spoke about his and showrunner Craig Mazin's approach to adapting the acclaimed original game. Well, we talked at length that season one of the show is going to be the first game, Druckmann explained, noting that for him and Mazin, the philosophical underpinnings of the story were essential were the essential thing to get right about the adaptation. Quote, as far as the superficial things, like should a character wear the same plaid shirt or their same red shirt, they might or might not appear in it, that's way less important to us than getting the core of who these people are and the core of their journey. And while Dreckman could not, of course, reveal too much about the team's exact plans for how some of the series will play out in comparison to the game, he did explain that viewers will certainly recognize some dialogue and be surprised by large parts of episodes. Well, things sometimes stay pretty close. It's funny to see my dialogue there from the games in HBO scripts, and sometimes they deviate greatly to much better effect because we are dealing with a different medium, he said. For example, in the game there's so much action that you have to train the player about mechanics. You have to be more you have to have more violence and more spectacle to some degree than you would need on a TV show you don't need to train people on how to use a gun so that's something that's been really different and hbo's been great in pushing us to move away from the hardcore action and focus more on the drama of the character some of my favorite episodes so far have deviated greatly from the story and i can't wait for people to see them i also just saw the first prosthetic test for the clicker and it's awesome it's so rad to see this thing come to physical life he
1: said yeah that sounds terrifying um yeah but clicker dick <laughs> That's also terrifying. (laughs) I think it's an interesting point of some of this stuff obviously needs to change because it's a video game. So, for instance, I actually wonder if they'll ever even touch on Ellie not being able to swim. Um, Because that was just a mechanic, right? That was literally a game mechanic that they had. And they were like, what can we do here? Oh, she doesn't know how to swim. Okay. like Put her on Uh, a raft and fucking ferry her across the way so that the player has something to do for a few minutes. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, so there's just, like, little things like that that I think yeah. are, are funny. Um, and they might do, like, a nod to them, but obviously wouldn't be as much of a an issue in a TV show as it is in a video game. And I also agree, mm-hmm. like, I feel like the show will be stronger because of not needing to have so much violence in it, in the sense that I often felt sometimes with The Last of Us, the gameplay... I don't want to say it got in the way, but it definitely detracted from the messages that they were trying to send. Totally. Because if you're murdering, like, mass amounts of people, I was just kind of like, at some point, it feels like you run out of focus to
0: kill. I don't know. Um, Yeah, you're not wrong, because it's okay to take a break, you know, in that pacing of you don't have to try to be a, quote, video game all the time. You can have those moments where you're not always trying to kill waves and waves of enemies, right? Yeah. Exactly. Mm, yeah. No, this is a uh, this is interesting and I think this is I think this is great personally. Um I think whenever you I mean I'm glad they're kind of clarifying this ahead of time to set expectations because I think when you say, you know, we're adapting the first game, but there's definitely be some things that are different, that's important because the new Resident Evil movie just got a new title a new official title. It's called Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. And they're making it seem very much so that it's going to, like, stick to the first and second game, like, by the book almost. And I feel like, you know, when you do that, people's expectations of what it's going to be are going to be, like, you know, very, very high. But when you're coming out front with, like, this HBO show, The Last of Us, and saying some parts are going to be different, I think that's really important to set those expectations. And I think IP translates into to film and TV series way better if it is different. Because, <laughs> like... No one's ever going to be Joel. No one's ever going to be Ellie. Like, the voice actors aren't going to be there. And so you have to kind of have those differences, I think, to really kind of set it aside and be like, this isn't the game. This is not. This is something different. Yeah, these
1: are different interpretations of these characters. Um, and I actually do think that it will. It would be better if they were costumed differently to kind of help with that. I exactly. know people will initially be mad because, of course, they will be. Um, yeah. But I think... You need to develop them and let them be, like, who they are with, the like, not only Druckmann and these new writers with HBO, but also the actors being able to bring their own perspective to the situation. So I'm really curious, and I'm very excited to see this. I think it'll be great. Um, and more please. Give us more fun, cool video game content. Doesn't need to we be one on for this. one.
0: It's true. We touched on this a little bit. But DK2112 sent in a question at patreon.com slash what's good games and asked on the, well, not really an ask. It was more of a statement. But on The Last of Us, am I the only one who doesn't want it to be a Joel and Ellie story? I love that game so much. I think it's just not going to compare. The bookends of that story is just perfect.
1: again like it it is a Joel and Ellie story, though, or at least it appears to be. Um, That being said, I think it can be a different Joel and Ellie story. I don't think mm-hmm. it needs to be the exact same story um, and I don't think it's going to detract from the game whatsoever because the game still exists and you can still enjoy the game and appreciate that for what it was and I do think that the games do some really powerful stuff and I imagine that the show will also do some really powerful stuff. Um, so like they should be complimentary and not detractive. Exactly, Simon. Look at you in that
0: logic dropping. Logic dropping. That just sounds like a dropping like fecal matter and that's not <laughs> what I was going for i Less made that sexy. weird <laughs> um yeah and i also think again like we had been saying just set your expectations that it's going to be a little different but they can coexist and it can be just as powerful like Steimer said listen to Steimer; she knows what she's talking about
1: not always asterisk please do not listen to Steimer.
0: <laughs> maybe the Steimer, if she comes out with an investment podcast and i'm like her co-host maybe don't listen to us on that one because yeah you know, maybe if you, you know. like your money you know don't listen to that one <laughs> yeah alright we have a few in case you missed it Gotham Knights has been delayed until 2022 via the Gotham Knights Twitter account quote Gotham Knights will now launch worldwide in 2022 (laughs) we are giving the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players thank you to our amazing fans for your tremendous support of Gotham Knights we look forward to showcasing more of the game in the coming months not surprising shit happens (laughs) here's an (laughs) I love Steimer's comment on this next little in case you miss it. Reminder, friends, that Mario dies on March 31st. And so Steimer has a little comment next to it in the Google doc that says, What the fuck is this sentence?
1: Cause they're like, what do you, like, what? Like, why would you be like, Mario die? A reminder. Cause it's like so the reminder feels like a cheery thing. you like, reminder that Mario dies on March 31st. And you're like, what? Mario <laughs> okay, dies? So- Mario can't die. He's a cartoon.
0: No, so it's the internet being the internet, and we're all being really silly. And so on March 31st, here's what's happening, friends. Super Mario 3D All-Stars will be pulled from the eShop and physical stores. Super Mario Bros. 35 will no longer be playable. You will no longer be able to buy the Super Mario Game & Watch system. Super Mario Maker on the Wii U will cease level sharing. And 35th anniversary products of the Mario franchise will be pulled from Nintendo stores. Wait, why? (laughs) Why? So Mario had this big celebration, right, of his 35th anniversary, he's blah, blah, blah. And remember when Nintendo did their th- Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which has, what is it, Super Mario 64, Galaxy, and Sunshine as one. But they said they're going to be taking those off the shelves because it's just meant to be a temporary celebration of sorts. The idea is, I think what everyone's reading behind the lines, between the lines, is that they're going to sell these individually going forward mm. and make more money off of them money 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 money. yeah so um everyone's just kind of giving nintendo a really hard time for this because it kind of is a wild decision that i'm not quite understanding but again comes down to our money song that we sang not that long ago baby girl
1: I Everyone mean we you know just wants i mean mario's now. just like, apparently dead
0: he's gonna die on the 31st i mean <laughs> he's really not <laughs> jeff grubb has a list of upcoming um Summer events and whatnot, and it, he calls it the execution of Mario on the 31st. So it's just the internet being the internet, kind of giving Nintendo some shit. And Nintendo's
1: like, We don't give a fuck. They're like, We we're don't care. We're it. still taking it away from you. Cause yep. we're Nintendo and we fucking can get wrecked. <laughs> that's like, I feel like that's what Nintendo, like Miyamoto must sing that song to himself all day.
0: <laughs> I love it. That should be their new like commercial for Nintendo. Fuck the cute little Switch shit. Let's get real. Um, And finally, Xbox Live is rebranding to the Xbox Network. So, quote, Xbox Network refers to the underlying Xbox Online service, which was updated in the Microsoft Services Agreement, a Microsoft spokesperson told The Verge in a statement. The update from Xbox Live to Xbox Network is intended to distinguish the underlying service from Xbox Live Gold memberships. So. What? You're you're going (laughs) to... You're going to have, this is how I'm reading it, Xbox Network, Xbox Live Gold. Like the, That's going to be yeah. the new norm. And then obviously you're going to have your, your Game Passes and your Game Pass Ultimates. It's just another confusing this This uh, feels
1: like an unnecessary move. I'm just going to say it.
0: Yeah? Are you a fan of the X, Xbox Live? You think they should just Of course keep it? I am
1: because I used to work on those accounts and I'm very nostalgic oh. for the name. You're not oh, allowed sorry. to change it. Sorry, but you gotta get used to Xbox Network now. I mean going when forward. they first they changed Microsoft Game Studios when I was like, okay, fine. This makes sense. Now they're changing Xbox Live. Nay. Although I do wonder actually, mm, it with if you pair it with the spicy Discord news. Oh. Oh shit. Could make sense. Mm. Dun dun dun.
0: Yeah, who knows? People will be making moves. All I know, Microsoft, is if you're looking to acquire Small little podcast about video games.
1: We will take one billion dollars. Like it's so much cheaper than Discord. So much cheaper.
0: And listen, if you want to bypass Simmer and make a private deal with me, I'll take one million dollars. I'll take a hundred million dollars. I'll take. Wait, you just know, you just upbid yourself. I know, I know. See, this is why I, I don't negotiate. This I is just why you shouldn't have
1: out. gone around me, Brittany. Stick. with I know. Me. Damn it! I need you. I need you.
0: <laughs> now I've tarnished the business relationship. Now you know Oops. my true intentions.
1: She's I'm like, like I will take whatever scraps you give me. Please. please. <laughs> Let's just go with it.
0: Not oh that a million God. dollars is
1: scraps <laughs> by any means. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. We'll take it. It's fine. Just take plus or minus a few zeros. We won't complain. Uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to tell you all about our hands-on time with things like video games and books. If you're a <laughs> We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second segment of the What's Good Games podcast. Here is where we talk about what we've been playing and about any preview events we may or may not have been to digitally because we don't go to those physically anymore. So, but first, I want to let you know that this segment is brought to you by HelloFresh. So, what is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. With 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. So Jason and I have been doing HelloFresh for oh, I feel like a few years now. And he he really gets off on this. He loves to set aside a time timer. Where he and I just sit and we go through the meals that we're going to order for, like, the next month. And he likes to turn it into a whole event. He's like, time to grab your phone and pick our meals. And I'm like, okay, cool. But it's a good thing he does. Because more oftentimes than not, we pick the same meals. So we try to keep things, like, varied. You know, yeah. so we don't pick the same stuff. Yeah. Not that I don't complain. Right. It's a place of life. It is. Their peppercorn steak is something we always get dupes of. The lemony chive chicken is another one. We just had these Philly cheese steak sandwiches, like... It's good. And here's the thing, friends, is I can't cook, but I can make these. So if I can do it, trust me, you can do it. So HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week, like I was just saying. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences and skip a week whenever you need. So, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash What'sGood12 and use code What'sGood12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash What'sGood12 and use code What'sGood12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, baby girl. We've been Mm. playing some shit. I, uh, yeah, not a lot, but a little. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Do um, you want to tell me all about your time in Outriders, riding the outs? I ha- <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've definitely talked about this on the show on a prior episode, but over the weekend, I was just like, you know, I don't really feel like playing anything, but I feel like if I'm going to play something, I want to play with friends. So I texted Jackie and I said, Would you want to hop into Outriders with me? And she said yes. So um, I I played with her for a few hours. We basically got my character, which is a Devastator, which is the tank class, up to level 7, which is the level cap for the demo. Also hit World Tier 5, which is the level cap for the demo. Um, didn't hit the cap for like money or all that other stuff that you can transfer over to the game when it launches, but I feel pretty good about my starting point and, um, I'm excited. Like I'm excited for this game to come out finally, because we played through a couple of the things over and over again to grind a little bit for more gear. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, I just want, I just want some more content, please. But I will say I'm still so, so pleased with how player friendly this game is. Um, Not only do they give you free, like the skill tree is a free respec and you can do it whenever you want like that. Um. And when I think back to December and my pain with Cyberpunk, who told me that even though this was a single player game, that I could get fucked and I needed to spend (laughs) a million dollars in the game in order to respec myself. And even then I couldn't respec all of myself in a game about... Respecting, remodifying yourself constantly with cyberware, mm-hmm. which made zero sense to me. Um, right. Like, I was just so, I'm like, oh my God, this is just so nice. Like, not only can you do that, you, um, you know, you can change your looks at any time, which is really nice. Partying up was super easy. Loot was really nice. So, only one of you needs to, um, there's like harvesting ores and there's loot and you can. When one of you does it, like, the other person just walks over and picks up the thing. Um, one person opens the chest. The stuff all pops out. You can go pick up your goods. Or you can set it to um, automatically loot everything. You just need to go into the settings and have it adjust the auto-loot rarity level. So I set mine down to common, so it picks up everything. Uh, nice. But if you were, like, really far into the game and you didn't want just crap anymore, you could just tilt that up so there's a lot of really good customization options in the game like that uh and i'm just i'm excited for it the one critique i would have which is really not a fair critique because we have such a small sliver of the game was just the very intro of it is super brown it looks very much like old video games yeah (laughs) because the palette is just so bland but if you look at the trailer and at some of the places it could go there are more varied environments out there hopefully um we just haven't really seen them yet so
0: yeah no i'm totally with you and i loved how when the demo actually opens up it's all like green and lush and beautiful and like these lovely waterfalls and then you see the shit and that's what yeah. i was thinking too cuz i remember when you and and it was you and Andrea that played it way back in the day or was it just yes. Andrea yeah me and okay. Andrea played it yeah um that was one of the things that you both had said <laughs> it's like it just looks like an old brown game it's like yeah, yeah. great like we're so past that but i agree i think uh now here's my question for you are you into the story at all or are you kind of like eh? it is what i think is.
1: the story is is like mild is it interesting enough it's definitely interesting enough to pull me through i think it does what it needs to do um i don't think it would be like the world's most engrossing story of all time but what it does really well is it does gameplay really well and it does partying really well so mm-hmm. that's all you really need to do if you have a group of friends you like to play with especially being crossplay. Um, I think that that's great, and I also know that this is now going to be part of Xbox Game Pass, so yeah, you already have an easy way in. So I think, I just think it's awesome, and I'm very, I'm just excited. I just want to play more because the Devastator is so satisfying. It's so good. I love the move. I can't remember. Is it Earthquake where you kind of pull back? And no, Earthquake just... is the one where you just like sh- shoot an earthquake basically through the ground at them. Oh, um, well, but you're that's, thinking of the one that where makes you sense. basically so jackie had not seen i forget what the move is but i don't know which one you're talking about um it's this one so jackie was playing the pyromancer um and she okay. sees me do the the move where you basically fly into the air select a target and slam down into them yeah that's and she was one. like holy shit you just yeeted yourself across the map <laughs> i was like yes i did yes i did that's I a very that's
0: it's so perfect, and that's what I love about the Devastator too. is it doesn't play like a normal tank. I know we talked about this, well, I don't know what, what yeah, week at it was, point. but <laughs> at some point in our lives we talked about it, but it has those fun moves that you don't see, and Jason usually plays like the cool mage that has all the fun abilities and whatnot, and I'm usually the face tank, but he was also the pyromancer, and he was very jealous of my moveset. I said, yeah, that's right. Bowed to me, bitch. Yeah.
1: It's a sexy move set, Um, especially, again, like you said, for a tank. So I played a paladin as a tank in World of Warcraft. Like, none of the moves were that cool. It's all like taunt, and then put up armor, (laughs) and keep hold aggro. (laughs) Like It's not the most exciting thing. But I just got um, the bullet shield, where basically, you put up kind of a biotic looking shield, it absorbs all of the bullets, and then it fires them back at whoever's in front of you. That was such a good move. Yeah, right? It's super satisfying. The one thing that Jackie and I need to coordinate a little better on is by the time the shield had absorbed all the bullets, she just did a move with fire and killed everybody right in front of me. And I was Uh, like, wait, no. My moment. (laughs) My moment to shine. It was a bit (laughs) anticlimactic, but... It I happened. forgot
0: about that move cuz I also when I played the demo I got to 7 in world tier 5 which can kick your ass if you're not <laughs> anticipating it. Um but yeah I love that bullet one cuz yeah it absorbs all the bullets and then you just fucking like I don't know yeah. I was going to say you eat the bullets but I don't know if that's what the Kind of I call mean it. yeah, yeah. Just, pew pew. Yeah, you get them yeah. back. Yeah. No, I'm happy. I'm really excited for this game. It comes out in a week. I know. A that's week and a day easy. from when when we're recording right now. But, yeah, I'm Even really excited for it, Even if you're too. listening to this show. <laughs> there you go. I think I'm really into the story more than most people are. I don't know why. For some reason, it's just scratching an itch. I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. What do you mean you try to go to this, this planet and then some shit hit the fan? And now it's not what you see. Now it's overrun by all these bandits. But we will see. I just wish the codex, the font needs to be bigger on those bad boys because it's so teeny tiny. I have not and- opened the codex. To be I fair. know you haven't. I <laughs> know, my poor Stymer. She's like, I don't fucking care enough. I don't open codexes if you don't
1: tell it to me in game.
0: I don't give a fuck. I
1: will say, I'm not gonna say what the mission was, but I this game does also have good comedic timing. Um, mm. There are some times where I just little, I laughed out loud. I was just pleasantly surprised at the way that they did mission structure. So, and I really like the voice
0: actors too, for the um female outrider i thought she's she's good she has fun delivery all right well we will be talking more about outriders i'm sure in the in the coming weeks but i have been playing more of it takes two so i previewed this on what's good oh man at some (laughs) Some time (laughs) at some point (laughs) this year i think it was yeah yeah it's definitely this year i'm like was it march or
1: was it february who could say
0: I No clue. Um, So thank you to EA for the code. And so Jason and I have been playing together. I would say we're about seven to eight hours in. And uh, it sounds like this game is 10 to 12 hours. So we're almost finished and we are just having fun, taking our time with it and exploring and doing all that fun stuff. So Again, this is developed by Haze Light Studios, which you may know of. A Way Out, um, and it will be thirty nine ninety nine at lunch. And it has a fun friend pass, which means that you know if I'm playing and I own a copy, and Simon's is like, "I want to play a game with you," because Simon never wants to play games with me. It's just she just doesn't want to play games with anyone. Ma'am,
1: <laughs> ma'am, best take it back. <laughs> I have been friends uh, with you for 10 years. More than 10 years. I don't know if it's been 10. Definitely been at least 10 yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> we We've have had like played games, games together, together once. Uh, I think we played <laughs> WoW well together back in the day. Maybe twice.
0: Yeah. But like the just, fact that we can it count it well. on
1: one hand and we have been friends for 10 years <laughs> is a shame. You did not even add me on Xbox for like Six years. That was not intentional. I didn't know he we weren't friends.
0: I'm the worst. I told you
1: multiple times. I know,
0: Cyber. In one ear, out the other. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're not You're not wrong. Um, yeah, friends, sometimes you just have to embrace the shit that you deserve. And that's me. That's what I'm doing right now. Uh, anyway, so, like, if I was like, yo, Steimer, I own a copy of The Layout. Do you want to play with me? She's like, yeah, I do. But, you know, I spent all my money on investments this month. I don't have anything. I'd be like, it's okay, baby girl. I got a friend pass. I own the game. You do not need to own it. So she could play with me, which is a really cool feature. Yeah. Um. So this game circles around Cody and May to parents who are unhappily married and have a little girl named rose together and rose sees her parents fighting and she's really upset about it and she cries on some dolls they magically the parents magically turn into the dolls and now you're doing this fun platforming puzzle solving adventurous gameplay and i talked a lot about the game in depth during my preview at some point during this year so i won't you know rehash all of that but I will say, like, the more that we've gone past the second chapter, which is where my preview limited was covered or was um what am I trying to say? I couldn't talk you're, past you're, the say
1: se- you were limited in what you could talk about in the preview. So thanks, yeah. baby. Um
0: I am so impressed by this game. It is so much fun. The ideas that the developers had for this are so well executed. Sometimes this game will be a platformer, sometimes it's a top down isometric. Diablo-esque game even if it's just for a brief moment in time you know sometimes you're doing like rail cart stuff like it's it's always keeping you on your toes and it's keeping everything so fresh and I think what's so fun about it is that this game clearly is built from the ground up for cooperative gameplay and you don't see a lot of games that are built for that or built that way and the puzzles are so fun and so unique and every level or so you get to every chapter there's a new gameplay mechanic so depending like on what you're doing you might have a different ability than you did the last time and the and the abilities are never reused so there was one where i had a match gun and jason had like a sap gun and so he would cover stuff in sap i would shoot the sap it would explode like that's one puzzle mechanic there was Good one fun. where it was good fun. He had a ham. Oh, he had nails. I had a hammer. We had to use that to our advantage. The one that we most recently got is I can clone myself and he can stop time. Because these characters are like, you're never home. She's like, what do you want me to do? Clone myself? You know, and, she- and then the wife is like, he can never manage time. And so then he gets granted the ability to be able to manage time, like IRL time. So it nice. does some really fun stuff like that. Yeah. And. Again, it's just so, the game is really pretty. It's like this mix of Pixar slash photorealism as well. And so it's really stunning to look at. The character animations are fantastic. The voice acting is just so spot on. The delivery is great. It's so funny and quirky. Laugh out loudable. <laughs> laugh out loudable. Laugh out I'll roll
1: loudable. I love it. <laughs> I'll roll they with it. They need to put that as a box quote. It's laugh out loudable.
0: Yeah. And it's so charming and cute And there are some very heartwarming moments. There are some moments when you think these are the worst parents that have ever existed. Their heads are so far up their ass. But um, if you're just looking for a real, real solid co-op game, this is like absolutely it. It's never frustrating, it's always fun. And uh, we've had a fantastic time playing it. Probably one of the most fun co-op games we've ever played because again, it is built from the ground up for it. And that is always in mind, no matter what you're doing. And what's so fun about it too is the levels and the set design are so great. So like one moment, you know, you're in a shed and like these dolls are tiny. And so it's kind of cool to see like a shed from a tiny doll's perspective because it's kind of like, honey, I shrunk the kids. But where it really stands out is when you're in maybe your daughter's playroom. And so it kind of takes like these ball pits and these dolls and everything and and really kind of themes it around the level. And so while it's not always like necessarily like a one-for-one scale, it feels like you're in another land or maybe you're in a castle or something and it's just such a great job anyway i'm loving it i'll talk about it more next week when we actually finish it but
1: for now like yeah
0: it comes out on the 26th i believe let me it takes to release date come on google be my friend the 26th yeah okay so when you're listening to this podcast you can go get it yeah, that's uh that's very true. Thank you, Samer. See this is why I keep you around. Like, you're just so good at your you're just so good at what you do. But yeah, like definitely, definitely check it out. It's incredible. It's so much fun and I'm excited to play more. And it's and we're not trying to rush our way through it despite the fact that there's no and I quote Joseph on this shiny shit to collect. There's no collectibles in it. But you just kinda wanna wander around and see what shenanigans you can get into because there are so many little details that are sprinkled in there that you can tell someone really did take their time to go through everything and say like, in case the player interacts with this, I want to make sure they get rewarded with this. And um, it's really great. It's a good time. Nice. But yes, highly, yes. highly recommend. Um, and Steimer, you have been reading a book.
1: Yes. Yeah. So Andrea okay. gave me the Way of Kings the beginning of this year sometime. I finished that. So now I'm reading Words of Radiance, which is the second book of the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson. Um, and it's Andrea was always talking about this author, and he's a very big, famous like uh, fantasy author, but I just had never read his stuff. And mm-hmm. she gave me, or I think it was hmm, Warbreaker, I think she gave me. She gave me one other one that was sort of a one-off, and I read that, loved it, and then started reading these, and I'm loving them too, so... If you like high fantasy novels, would highly recommend this author. I think he's brilliant. Um, just really fun reads that still have complexity in their storytelling. So it's not like it's not like basic bitch simple, but it's still <laughs> <laughs> it's still fun and entertaining to go along with and all of the characters are really interesting and very three-dimensional. Um, so the one the one thing though that I sort I looked up today and was like, "Oh no." Is the Stormlight Archive is supposed to be ten books, and only the fourth one just came out, and I was like, "Shit, why did I do this?"
0: (laughs) Oh, so like, would you prefer to wait until they're all out, or like, or at least closer
1: to like maybe like at least the halfway point? Um, But because only because Game of Thrones, right? Like, I started reading those books, and then those will never get finished. I have more faith in (laughs) Sanderson, so hopefully, he doesn't do everybody dirty, but. so regardless, I'm having a great time with these books, and I'm very excited to see where these characters go. Uh, you know, I've been craving
0: reading. I don't know why, but like, I'm like, I want to read something. Yeah. I just, but I don't know
1: what to read. So maybe I could start. Well, I don't know, you because would, if you want to start ten. with something like, um, I'll look up which one it was that I read. I think I feel like it's Warbreaker. Let me look. Maybe it's not uh, something breaker. Yes, it's Warbreaker. So I really, really liked Warbreaker. It's a standalone. It is not a series, so you won't like one and done. Um, It's also a little bit uh, like there is romance in it, which I was not expecting, but enjoyed. Um, So I think you should try reading that if you like fantasy. I think it's a cool, it's also a really cool, interesting world. Like um, Warbreaker. Certain people, their hair changes colors based on their mood. Um, hmm. it's, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting little place. I was actually surprised that, um, it is a one-off book. Cause I was like, he built out so many different, like so many little details. to this world that you learn while you read this and then just never, never again, <laughs> like you just don't, is so Is that far, a good anyway. thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. I mean, the fact that he okay. was willing to put in that much work into a world he's oh, only visited okay. one time, I think is... You know, and I see where you're
0: coming from. So it's not yeah. like all that goes to waste or anything. It's no, 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 no. no. I
1: think it's really okay. interesting. I was just surprised that you would do that and then not write more in that universe because you clearly built the universe out. So,
0: yeah. Okay. No, that sounds good because I have been reading and you're going to, you're going to roll your eyes. Is it a zombie reading, book? Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, based off Resident Evil. <laughs> um, it's called Itchy Tasty, an unofficial history of Resident Evil. Itchy and it's Tasty? Ri- yeah, so Itchy Tasty is like the super famous, within the Resident Evil community, um, kind of joke, throwback to a file that you read um, in one of the older games. And you you it's the journal of someone who's turning into a zombie. And they say, Itchy Tasty. And it's iconic. Okay. I can see <laughs> like, that. Yeah. I, yeah I can... um, and it's it's uh it's anyway yeah so it's written by alex oh let me get his name sorry i don't want to butcher it's alex aniel uh a-n-i-e-l is his last name and it's all about the history of Resident evil and it's very fascinating because of course i find it fascinating but i'm even learning some fun little tidbits about it so i've been reading but it's not quite like that fantasy like itch that i want (laughs) huh see what i did there not the fantasy itch it's not
1: the it's not the itchy tasty (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's not the itchy tasty. Um, I did want to mention that the story of seasons pioneers of Olive Town embargo is officially up as of today, um, the day we're recording the show. The game is out today as well, but I think we've covered that game pretty extensively, and I don't think our thoughts have
1: really changed. That yeah, much. not until they adjust some of the mechanic, the make basically the maker system. If they fix that, I will go back to the game. I don't know yeah. what their timeline is on that though.
0: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure on what the timeline for that is either. I think that's something that just recently came to light because the game had been out in Japan longer. And I think, uh, you know, the Japanese audience was like, yo, this isn't that great. We hate this. Yeah. Um, But they did employ patch 1.03 over the weekend, I believe it was. And they really helped. And the patch really helped lower the loading times. So they're no longer as... Yeah, it'll it'll be really great. And there are a bunch of DLCs coming that are going to introduce new marriage candidates, um, new scenarios. I'm already what? married. Yeah, you're already married. You're already tied down. Divorce him. Give him a... Uh, I think you can divorce in these games. Probably, sure. but I haven't even filled up his marriage hearts yet. So. Whoops. Whoops. Whoops, what? I was... <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. But if you're listening on youtube.com slash what's good games, you probably just heard an advertisement because I was trying to look up the story of season <gasps> CLC, but the way I have the OBS set up is it pulls all desktop audio in. And so it was just pulling in Oops. some desktop Oops. audio. Whoopsie. Um, anywho. Yeah. So the, the loading times have been greatly lowered, which is fantastic. It really helps out, but it's just more or less the same idea of, I really have no other reason to keep playing right now. I've more or less maxed out all of my skills. It's too groundhoggy day, right, at this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, The characters just aren't interesting enough for me to want to fully, like, stack those hearts up on them and be like, love me. But again, like, that's another thing that's being fixed in an upcoming patch. Um, I spent 80 hours with it. I obviously enjoyed my time with it. It's just not where it should be. I think where it could be. Again, especially when you look at Stardew Valley, which was created by one person, and look how phenomenal that game was. That game is just so, so good. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of work that can be done. The potential is absolutely there, and I'm saying, like, if you're looking for a chill game to play, like, this is absolutely it. I mean, we both got a lot of pleasure out of playing it, but um, just, you know, maybe temper your expectations, and, or just wait for those DLCs or those patches to come out. Well, Stammer, I think this is going to do it for this week's episode of the Steinbocker. Oh, boy. Uh, we're very sorry. There was still no Dragon Age news. Actually, no. <gasps> you know what? There, there, well, I should have included it, but I didn't because all it was was a piece of concept art. Oh. Yeah, it was a concept art of a mage in the Tevinter impor- in, impor- Imperium. Is that what it is? Tevinter. Sivinter. I'm scared to Google anything because then I'm just going to get yeah, audio. Yeah, Imperium okay imperium yeah there was um a piece of concept art that came out by christian daly
1: i think Or er, sorry i'm trying to get name right <laughs> playstation dragon age four let's see oh yeah no information was provided but the artwork suggests she's a mage. yeah where's this picture oh I see it's it. of this badass mage yeah the, i mean the colors are cool mm-hmm very red obviously definitely Very red i could definitely looks yes. like a sad place
0: <laughs> yeah one it's, been raining, to talk about. it's
1: moody she's got a hat though he or she i suppose has a hat that she, looks like a definitely looks like a witch hat
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so it makes sense yeah yeah uh but so we did get a little a little nugget of information a little tiny morsel if you will but uh, at least we're covering it officially right now there's some concept art out there go wet your palate if you're desperate go oh, see this fancy hat Go see the fancy hat and this foreboding background of the Tevinter Emporium, which looks awful. Oh, there was
1: a caption, meet me in in Minrathos, so. okay. That is the capital of Tevinter, so that's probably where the game will be. How's that for your random snippet of news well past the news segment? I love
0: it. It's so perfect because now we've covered it and we can say we did it. That's like a few pieces of Dragon Age info in the past month or so that we've been able to cover, and I am proud of us for that. That sink is dripping, baby. (laughs) it's a very slow trip and we're all (laughs) desperately waiting for the next drop to fall but again thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the what's good games podcast we will be back next week with another episode for your eyeballs and ear holes until then stay safe take care and all that good shit goodbye